Hey everybody, welcome to episode 3 of Did We Just Become Best Friends? Yep! Today we're going to be talking about Speed Racer by the Wachowski siblings. Hell yeah we are. Reese, this was your first time watching. Uh, what, are, what are your first impressions? Uh, I am immensely impressed. Nice. It was nothing like I expected. I don't really know what I expected, but it wasn't that. And uh, all in all, it was just a thrill ride. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Should we introduce ourselves? I feel like we skipped that on, on uh, episode two. Yeah, yeah. We can we can give ourselves a, a little intro. Cool. My name's Reese. Uh, I make movies and I love to watch them. My name's Brandon. I make YouTube videos sometimes and this podcast. Yeah, and we don't know each other very well, but we're becoming very close friends through uh, through talking about the movies that we share with you on this podcast. This is only our third time meeting. Indeed, really our third conversation. We've uh, we've done a good job not communicating at all outside of this podcast, which I think is pretty cool. I think we have done well. Uh, how was your week? My week's been good. Um, really nothing new to report. I mean, every week feels the same. Mm-hmm. I do the same stuff every day. I've got a very set schedule. But it's been nice. You know, we we talked briefly last week about how nice the weather has been getting, and, and that has continued to be wonderful, a true blessing. So yeah, just worked a lot this week, but this weekend I did a lot of nothing. I've been kind of day drinking all day, and... Um, that's yeah. That's really about it. What about you? Any, anything new going on? Sounds like a good week. Nothing new. Yeah. I got my car back from the body shop we talked about last oh, week. Oh, good. Yeah, it's good. They uh, they did a real good job. Good. That didn't that uh, hurt the bank real bad, or was it not too was bad? It, okay? it was a seven hundred, I think. Ooh, which isn't Ooh, good. That's pretty. Yeah, that's rough. As far as like car paint, it's a triple layer. That's half your stimmy bill. I know it. I ain't even got my Check. stimmy yet. Really? Yeah. Oh no. Well, for the first. Uh, for the first round of stimmy checks, I was like, I don't need to put in my direct deposit stuff. Mm. If I need to do that, I'll do it later. And then I've tried on the second and third, and they were like, if you wanted that, you had to do it the first time. Oh, interesting. I don't I don't remember like setting that up, but I think because I was on unemployment and I've been on unemployment in the past, mm-hmm. maybe it's like the sim- a similar thing, so it already had it set up. That's a bummer, though. I hope you get it soon. I actually just uh, try to file my taxes last Friday and you know did all the work it was a nightmare mm. I hated it I owe Pennsylvania like $500 which is fine you know I'm happy to happy to pay my state taxes mm. but I also had to do an Ohio tax return Why? because I worked for I worked for one day on a on a Pepsi commercial shoot in Ohio and made $200 that day um, so I had to do a full return for Ohio, but they're giving me $2 back. Well, that's nice of them, I guess. Yeah, I'll get a very small check from Ohio. Oh, and this is the real issue. And just a heads up, if you haven't done your taxes yet, there was a part where it asked me if I had to miss work due to any of the COVID stuff. And I did. There was like a, we had a little bit of a COVID scare in like November or, or September. Mm-hmm. And so I missed like two and a half weeks or something. Um Everything was fine. You know, no one was uh, badly sick or anything. But I so I put that in there, finished my return, took me like three hours or whatever. And then it was like, oh, because you missed work because of COVID, you can't send this electronically. You've got to print it out and send it to the IRS and to Pennsylvania and to Ohio. And you've got to write them a check. Yeah. I was like, damn. So now I've just got more work to do, which is not what I want. I, I don't think anyone wants that right now. Right. Uh, where do you work? 
I work at a uh, a rock climbing gym. Oh, that's right. Here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's fun. I uh, I've been climbing for uh, like maybe three years now. Maybe not. Yeah. Wow. Has it been that long? I don't know. I can't remember. I think it's been three years, but um, I really like it. It's it's a fun activity. I know it's like super popular now. You know, mm-hmm. everyone goes to rock climbing gyms, which is cool. You know, it's good for the good for the sport and whatnot. But yeah, we I work at uh, the oldest rock climbing gym in Pennsylvania, or maybe even like in the northeast of the country. I can't remember. It's been around for almost thirty years. So like way before rock climbing was as popular and like trendy as it is now, but it's like a it's like a cool mom and pop gym where, you know, it's it's not as fancy as some of the other gyms in our city, um, which means that we're struggling. That so, sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's all right though. It's got a lot of charm, but there's a lot of things that the bigger uh, like Globo gyms have <laughs> that we just we just can't compete with. Um, but yeah, it's a great job. I mean, I only work there like part time, really, mm-hmm. and then I do a bunch of other stuff. Um, but it's been uh, it's been probably one of my favorite jobs, just because it's super chill, and I, that's what I'm all about. That's nice. That's got to be tough working in a just an exercise place right now. Yeah, well, it's it's not too bad. I was um, pretty nervous about going back to work in June because you know mm-hmm. I didn't work from April until like the middle of June uh, or March, I guess. Jeez. Yeah, it was about a year ago now. <laughs> anyway, um, so I was a little hesitant to go back last summer, but it's really, you know, it's not so bad. And because we're such a small gym, there's very rarely many people there. And I'm not, you know, interacting with people super close. We, we've taken a lot of precautions and all that stuff. But yeah, I'm not I'm not considered an essential worker by mm-hmm. any means. I'm not complaining. It's I'm happy to have a job. So that's sure. that's all that really matters right now. Well, cool. Yeah. Let's see. What else? I got a new computer this week. Ooh, what'd you get? Uh, it is a Lenovo. All right. What do you uh what do you use it for? Is it do you game? Do you uh what's uh, what's its main purpose? Right now it's just I I got it because my old computer was basically designed with no purpose. I think my old computer was like $160. Yeah. And when I was editing audio and stuff, it would if I like scrolled too far down the timeline, it would just be like, I don't I don't know what's over there, man. Give me like five minutes to think about it. And then yeah, I'll get back that's, to you. That's rough. So I was like, now that, cause I, before this, I never really used my computer for anything. A little web surfing from time to time, but it was really just a have in case I needed to write any documents. Sure. So were you able to edit this uh, most recent episode on your new, your new laptop or was that a, um, I did. I edited like the first five to ten minutes on my old laptop and then this new one got here on Wednesday and I got to do the rest of it and it's it is a massive improvement oh nice well good congratulations that's a big step up Thank that's you. awesome I've had my laptop since 2014 and it's a it's a MacBook Pro that I was required to buy for my film school that I dropped out of that's stupid which is ridiculous yeah like it's it was literally like a $2,300 computer mm-hmm. that they were like, you have to have this to attend this school. And I was like, all right, well, mom, I need help with that. Um, and luckily, you know, my mom and my, my grandfather helped me buy it. And uh, I've had Mac computers, like our family has had like iMacs in the past, and they very rarely have lasted longer than five years. And this one's holding strong. I mean, we're, I put this thing through you know everything like every movie that i've edited since film school has been on this bad boy 
And it's, you know, I can't, uh, I can't take it anywhere without its charger. Mm-hmm. It'll lose its drain just about immediately, or like its, its battery will drain it just like immediately. But other than that, I'm really, I'm really happy with it. I'm gonna knock on wood right now because I don't want to fuck, I don't want to fuck it up. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta be superstitious around your around uh, Apple products. I yeah, I'm not superstitious about much, but uh, the yeah, Apple products is yeah, you better be. You ready to talk about the movie? Sure, yeah. Let's talk about Speed Racer. Tell me, how uh, what was your first viewing with this movie? How did you, uh, how were you introduced to it? I saw it in theaters with my dad when it came out. Nice. And I remember he was like, that was not a good movie. And I was like, I, <laughs> yeah, I liked it. But I think that was kind of the consensus around the time it came out was that it wasn't a great movie. Well, it has, like, really bad reviews. It's like, got really it's, bad uh, critical reviews. Yeah, it's got a 37 on Metascore. I mean, it's got a 6 on IMDb, which isn't terrible, I guess. Uh, so I ended, I watched it this morning, and last night I was trying to get uh, Mikey to watch it with me. And she was like, I am not watching this. It has awful reviews. Everyone says it's terrible. And she just, like, wasn't having it. And I was like, all right, fine. So, oh, geez, a 41% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, that's really not good. What is the audience score is 60, so that's about in line with IMDb. But, yeah, so I was like, all right, well, this is going to be a nightmare. Like, <laughs> let's strap in. And, like, I don't get the hate. I think I have no um, previous knowledge of, like, the cartoon or, you know. the. I think the only thing I know about Speed Racer was that they sort of parodied it in – the Fairly Odd Parents mm-hmm. once. And in, uh, in Channel Chasers. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't remember what that whole thing was. It was like the Fairly Odd Parents movie. Yeah, something. it was like a hour and a half long episode. It was great. Yeah, and I remember that, and I was like, I was like, this looks fun. And I, I kind of remember because, like, then it was shortly after that that, that this movie came out. And so I, I, I knew what it was based on or whatever, but I've never seen an episode. I didn't know anything about it. And it was really clear to me watching this that the Wachowskis loved that show. Yeah, they probably. got it. They, yeah, it seems like, again, I haven't watched it, but I you could tell that it was filmed in a way that was meant to to resemble a cartoon. Or, like, it seems like... It was probably really faithful, and I, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's true, but I would imagine that it is. I also know that Emil Hirsch, who played Speed Racer, uh, <laughs> watched it a lot as a kid, and once he got the role, he watched every single episode to that's prepare. That's cool. I like that. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, and the the cast was amazing. Um, Susan Sarandon is just such a babe. I am so hot for Susan Sarandon. Um. <laughs> I love John Goodman. Mm-hmm. Those like if they were my parents, I would that would just that's all you need in life. That's all you need. Christina Ritchie was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the the bad guy, the Royalton guy. He was every everyone was so good. Yeah, it was just really fun. But yeah, tell tell me uh, what your thoughts are. My thoughts on Speed Racer. Um, obviously, it's a feast for the eyes. It's just beautiful to look at. Right from the start, mm-hmm. it's like it throws you into a bunch of different colors. Yeah, it tells you who it is, what you're in for, and I'm I'm here for it. Absolutely. Also just the cinematography. Uh Jersey and I were watching it this morning also, and we just love all the uh anytime there's like an actor talking in the foreground and then either the camera's like spinning around them or just panning and the background is showing like a different scene that's going on 
Right. That's yeah. just I just love looking at it. Yeah, that was a fun way for them to do flashbacks and stuff. And I was I I had the thought too while I was watching it. I was like, wow, they must have shot this entire movie on green screen. Oh yeah. Like you could you could tell that uh some like you know there were minimal sets. It seems mm-hmm. like almost everything was just just green screen, which is cool. Like it has a very it's so stylistic. It has a very specific sort of like visual language that it adheres to mm-hmm. and it's it's uh yeah they just stick to it and it's it's clear that they're not taking the subject super seriously like i think i think what i expected was okay we've got a an american live action remake of this cartoon show that's beloved or whatever like they're just going to pound it into the ground with this is what this show is, and you liked it when you were a kid, and you're going to like it now. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just not that. It was clear that it was just made with a lot of love, and it felt incredibly sincere. Um, actually, that's um, one, of my, one of my friends on uh, – well, my friend in real life. <laughs> but I, I, was, I was looking at it on Letterboxd. I don't know if you've downloaded Letterboxd yet. I have not you yet. You should. Uh, well, anyway, it's a good app, and I was looking at which of my friends have watched it. And many of them gave it low scores. Like there's a there's a one star, there's a two and a half stars. Mm. And then my one friend Drew, who I've made some music videos with, gave it five stars and left a uh, a review. And so <laughs> the review says, I honestly have felt the way I do about this movie very rarely. The most beautifully sincere movie I've maybe ever seen. <laughs> and I, I read that and I was like, Wow, really? This is before I watched the movie. I was like, "All right, well, I really trust Drew's opinion on things." And all right, well, that's and I, I get it. It is. It seems like, especially the way the characters speak to one another. Like, it's got such a good family dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's clearly a movie made for children. Oh, definitely. But it it works on so many levels that you know I enjoyed it. I watched it alone. Yeah, I think beautifully sincere is the perfect way to. Uh, talk about this movie because it was super clear that the Wachowskis were just having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't they didn't do what I expected them to do, which was to kind of like sell out and just make a a movie that would make money based on name recognition. But it was clear that they were like, all right, we're gonna do this and we're gonna do it right. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they did. I was I mean I was I was hooked from the beginning and the whole thing was just fun. Yeah, it almost felt like. <laughs> It, the, they were so this movie was so competently made that at times it felt like some really fantastic filmmakers were intentionally making a bad movie <laughs> that like I, and I don't mean that in a negative way like it seems like they just really leaned into the kind of campy mm-hmm. you know slapstick element of it and I think maybe that's why it gets a lot of hate because it it has a lot of that that's like, almost roll your eyes kind of silliness to it but it's so perfectly done that that i don't think that i think that that was by design Mm -hmm. you know um i agree with that i think another reason it didn't quite get its fair shake was because it's the late 2000s cgi was not quite where people wanted it to be and so a movie that's pure cgi that's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way just for the way it doesn't look 100% real sometimes. I, w- I will say about that, though, 
it, it is a lot, especially at the beginning of the movie. You're kind of just bombarded with like, okay, so this is what this movie looks like. Like, you know, scenes that should have been shot on location in a real place. They chose to shoot over green screen to, you know, for that effect. You're watching it, or at least I'm watching it, and I'm like, all right, this is exhausting. But really quickly, you just, you get used to it. You become accustomed to the the way, the style of the movie and it just works from from there on out. You mm-hmm. know, like I think the the first the first part of the movie uh, that's like a big backstory, you know, dump load is is a little bit nauseating at first. But you know, once you get into it, I think that because that that was sorry, I'm kind of all over the place. That was my concern. I was like, okay, so this movie is incredibly dated because it doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. But it does look good. It looks really good. Yeah. So I I don't think that, like, sure, maybe it's dated because of its technological limits. But like I said, they just really leaned into that aspect of it. And you get used to it, and it works. And it becomes completely baked into the DNA of the movie. So I I had no problems with that. But I can understand, you know, audiences 13 Mm -hmm. years ago were probably like, all right, we don't need any of this or all of this, you know? Yeah. I think it, uh, back earlier on what you were saying about it being them kind of leaning into the campiness or the schlockiness of it. Um, I think a lot of movies that are, that I find to be good movies kind of get maligned for doing that, like being too campy. Batman and Robin is a movie I personally really like because it's like, oh, the director's in on it. This is kind of a joke about it. But everyone assumes they're taking it seriously, so they don't like it. They think, oh, it's bad. And it's like, no, it's bad in a way that's intentional and is actually quite good if you Sure. If you like I haven't that. seen Batman and Robin in a long time, <laughs> but I, I believe you, yeah. It's like I'm sure they Joel Schumacher was probably just deep into the comic book mm-hmm. part of it and yeah, I'm sure that can rub people the wrong way. To me, that was like uh, Joel Schumacher was making like a send up to Adam West's Batman. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. As there, if you're going in there expecting it to be uh, Tim Burton's Batman at the time, I can see how you wouldn't like that. Yeah, yeah, it's weird that they did that. They were like, "All right, Tim Burton, make us a Batman movie," and he did, and it's great. And then they were like, all right, this one's for you. And Tim Burton was like, I'm going to make a Tim Burton movie with Batman in it. Mm -hmm. And that one is fantastic. And then I wonder what happened there where they were like, all right, let's just like redo everything. Let's get a new Batman. Let's get a new director. I'm sure it threw everyone for a loop. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, I loved those movies when I was a kid. So that's probably who it was made for. (laughs) You know, I feel like a lot of people, even like the Star Wars movies, you know, you get a lot of grown men who are upset about them and you have to remind them like this isn't made for you like yeah you can enjoy it but you are not the target audience you know and i feel like people forget that Mm -hmm. they're like like every movie should be made for me and it's like no some movies are made for different audiences and sometimes you can enjoy them but you you're not supposed or you don't have to you know i do have some thoughts on the new star wars trilogy Oh, yeah. But I mean, who doesn't? Oh, we can save those for a different time. Yeah, let's let's do that. I don't even ugh, I don't even want to talk about Star Wars. I, right now, I honestly. don't want to talk about Star Wars ever, <laughs> but I will. OK, well, wait, wait now. Well, now I have to know. Do you are you in the camp that you like the last Jedi or do you despise the last Jedi? I 
dislike the way that they made the new trilogy. Handing it off not, to not different... my question. Okay, not my question though. I just just answer. Do you like the Last Jedi or do you despise the Last Jedi? I think it's fine. All right. I think I would like it if it was just its own movie, but within the context of the new trilogy, I dislike it. Okay, we'll 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 circle back to this in a in a future episode. All right. But I feel like we've we will have this will be a good one at some point. Because <laughs> I have some thoughts. I don't have many thoughts about the third movie. But I've got some thoughts on the second one for sure. <laughs> I my thoughts are all in the connected trilogy. Okay, I get that. I don't. I'm not, I'm not gonna talk about it right now. Nah, I get it. Yeah, it was a blunder. No worries. But Speed Racer. I'm just gonna say that my favorite part of the movie is after he gets out of the spear hook in the final race in the Grand Prix, when he exposes the spear hook to the camera. Oh yeah. And then his car won't start. He's he's sitting there. What's he to do? He can't get it started. Busted the car. We're like, is there a way we can do it? John Goodman's like, there's technically a way. Susan Sarandon's like, would he know how to do it? And he's like, oh, probably not. <laughs> uh, and then he does it, and he does that sick drift all the way around oh, yeah. the trap he's in. Oh. And just starts speeding, speed racing, even. Speed racing. Dude, this movie got me so pumped to play Mario Kart tonight. Oh, hell yeah. It's like, because, you know. Uh, like the the driving style, like they're always drifting mm-hmm. the entire time they're drifting, and I'm like, man, this is like Mario Kart. I want to play Mario Kart right now because that's what it feels like. This whole this whole movie felt like racing on Rainbow Road. Oh yeah, you know, wow, what a what an aesthetic. What uh, what Mario Kart are you thinking of playing? I've got, I've got uh the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe for the Nintendo Switch. Oh hell yeah! I also have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe for the Nintendo Switch. We gotta add each other and we can we can play together. We can play together. We probably can't talk while we play because that would be no. That's okay. Though. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. But we can play. What? Who? Who? Who's your uh, character of choice? Uh, Jersey and I often play together, so she'll do Cat Peach and I'll do Tanuki Mario. That's fun. I like that. Yeah, I was um I was really into bowser jr for a while <laughs> that was like my guy uh and now i've recently started playing as dry bowser sure i really like i really like being like the big character because you can bump into other people mm-hmm. and that's always really fun. dry bowser was my main guy on mario kart wii oh nice yeah i never played that one but i'm sure it was great i i think as a very small person myself it, it just feels good to play as like the biggest character that you can play as but yeah, that's what that that's what I thought in all the racing scenes. I was like, this is like Mario Kart, but in the best way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those Wachowskis, they really know how to shoot some action scenes. Damn. Speaking of the Wachowskis, here's my little uh, my little trivia fact for the episode. I love this part of the episode. This was the last movie where they were credited as the Wachowski brothers. I I had that thought. I I saw that and I was like, huh. I wonder. I didn't realize like how late their transition was. Mm-hmm in their career and I was I was surprised by that honestly. But yeah, that's interesting. They've got just a great story. I love them so much. They've made some really fantastic one of my one of my favorite movies. I, I wouldn't say it's in my top ten, but when I talk about movies like I really love Cloud Atlas. Have you seen Cloud Atlas? I saw it in theaters and I was like, I like this movie. I'm not sure I get it. Did you, have you read the book? No, I have not. So the book is one of my favorite books as well, which is probably why I like the movie so much, because I do get it. You know? <laughs> but um, 
the book is really interesting the way it's structured. It's split in half. So it goes like you start from the earliest story, which is like the one of the guy on the boat and he gets sick and like Tom Hanks is a doctor and tries to help him, whatever. Mm. Um, you start there and then you you get half of, of that story. You get half of it. And then you go to the next one, which is like next up in the timeline. So it goes it goes from furthest back to the most future. And so then in the most futuristic story, which is, you know, like the sort of post-apocalyptic one, the the chapter is like broken up. So you get the entire story. You get the first half and the second half. And then the second half of the book goes in descending order. So oh. you go back. So you you end where you start. You end at the end of the story that you started. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's a Matryoshka doll. What does that mean? The Russian nesting dolls. Oh, yeah, basically, except you get half of it and then the other half. Yeah. Uh, which is really, yeah, so it's really cool. Um, but then in the movie, which is, I was expecting that, and I understand why they didn't do it, but in the movie mm-hmm. they just jumble everything up and it makes it really difficult to follow. But I think they did a great job, and that movie's just, like, so much fun to watch. Actually, I'm getting all sidetracked here. More than the movie, I like there's, like, an extended trailer that's, like, five <laughs> minutes long. And that is honestly better than the movie. <laughs> but I, I love the Wachowskis. They've made some good stuff. And this is just, like, towards the top of the list, honestly. That's wow. great. It it got so much hate, and it makes me so sad. Because this is just one of those movies that I can put on and be like, yeah, he's doing it. Oh, yeah. It's just a good, like, comfort watch. I would like to... I have done, you know, no research or anything. I would like to see what other people dislike about this movie. Because, I, you know, it felt like Paddington. Like, it was just fun and charming and lovely. Mm. Have you seen Paddington? Have you seen the Paddington movies? Um, I've definitely seen one of them. I think I've seen the okay. first one. Okay, well, maybe we'll put Paddington 2 on the list at some point, because that's one of my all-time favorites. Maybe I've seen them both. He goes to jail in the second one, right? Yeah, he does. Okay, so we won't put Paddington on the list. But I I, I love kids' movies that are fun to watch as an adult, because that's how you know that it's a good movie if if it's made for kids, but, you know, I can enjoy it, which is Pixar always knocks it out of the park. Paddington is great. Babe is fantastic. You know, there there are a lot of those movies that are very clearly made for eight-year-olds, but I'm like, give me more. Speaking of uh, children's entertainment for that's good for adults, have you watched Gravity Falls? Oh, yeah. Gravity Falls is, no joke, probably the biggest inspiration on my web series, Cobblestone. Oh, nice. Yeah, legitimately. I love that show. I've watched it so many times. Me too, and I've I've recently been working my way through Adventure Time on Hulu. Mm-hmm. I'm only like halfway through season three, so I'm kind of kind of taking it slow. But that's one of those shows where every episode is just a delight, and so you can kind of put it on after you've had a rough day, and it's just gonna cheer you up, you know. But yeah, Gravity Falls is so good. Have you? Okay, all right. Speaking of Gravity Falls, have you seen Over the Garden Wall? I have not. I've heard good things about it though. Okay, we might have to put that on the list. I'm going to write it down because it's it's basically, I think there are 12 episodes, maybe fewer than that, but they're all really short. But the, the whole thing together is like two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of just watch it as a movie, which I do like every October. That's a great one. If you haven't checked it out, you should, but maybe don't because we'll, we should talk about it. Yeah, we can point. do that for an episode. Sorry, just writing that down. Um, Yeah. 
I don't know. I thought that it was really funny. I think my biggest laugh was uh, what? What is the the younger brother's name? Is it Spritel? Spritel. That's an awful name. I, but not I, great. I love. I love Spritel. I mean, none of their names are good. They got you got Spritel. You got uh, Speed Rex. <laughs> like, come on, uh, Pops. Pops is his first name. Yeah, I love that. Pops is great. What a good dad. Um, but yeah, when when Speed Racer turns down Royalton's offer to sponsor him or whatever, mm-hmm. and he, like, kicks him and Spritel and Chim Chim out of their tower, and then as the elevator doors are closing, Spritel just flips, just them, flips off. them off. I was so blown away, because this whole time I'm like, all right, this is a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. But there was, like, some really funny stuff. Like, that was really funny. I mean, I can't think. There were some really good jokes. I liked when... Um, when they first meet Royalton, and he uh, he says like a whole I don't know if it was German or Austrian or this whole phrase, and he was like, "It means pancakes are love," and I was like, "Yes, they are. They certainly are love." Yeah, that was funny. I really liked that. Uh, something I like, just like a weird detail that you I don't know, you'd either notice or you wouldn't. I don't know. I notice it every time. Is that and I don't know if it's because this is supposed to be like a future where the world's kind of global, but there's so many just accents in their hometown. Oh, really? Yeah, the te- their teacher's Australian, the mean girl's British at the beginning. That's funny. And even like within the family, it's like Spritel's almost got like a slight New Jersey <laughs> thing going on, and yeah. Speed is like a kid from the sticks. That's funny. I, did- I didn't pick up on that, but that's really good. Yeah, I feel like this movie's probably great on rewatch. There's so much stuff that's thrown at you visually that I think it's probably hard to pick up a lot of things. I think uh, watching it again, like like there were there were some things where uh, some exposition bits where I was I, I said to myself I can't follow this, mm-hmm. but we're just gonna go with it because I'm sure I'll be able to understand what's happening, and I, you know, I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like you need to understand all the backstory, right? All the little plot bits and stuff. Like I think it all definitely makes sense, but on first viewing, it's a little tricky to follow at some points too. Mm-hmm. Oh, one thing. So this was really fun for me. I, I don't know if I should share this on here, but I'm gonna. Oh, boy, it's juicy gossip time. Yeah, I did a bit of a wake and bake this morning, and that's how I watched this movie. That's not a and, bad way uh, to do it. No, it was good. I was, yeah, it, it was a fun experience. I knew I was in for a treat right away. I watch a lot of movies under the influence, to be honest. It's kind of like my favorite thing to do. It's the only thing that I do under the influence is just sit down and watch movies. So, like, that's kind of sad in its own <laughs> sense. But... This was a good one to do that too. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. There, you learned something about me. Wow, we're ge- we're getting closer to best friendship every day. So deep. <laughs> but yeah, what? So what made you? What made you pick this movie? I just think it's a it's a good movie that people people talk shit about it, and it's a good movie, and they sh- they shouldn't be doing that. What are some other movies that you you uh, defend when they get brought up negatively? Uh, Batman and Robin. Sure. I don't know. There's not a whole lot that it's yeah. like a lot of the time if someone doesn't like a movie, I'll just be like, yeah, you didn't like that movie. But if there's a movie that it feels like they're just saying they don't like it because it got a bad response critically yeah. and I feel like they didn't give it a fair shake, I'd be like, hey, well, you should you should give it a chance. Yeah, I agree with that. I almost never I'll never talk bad about a movie that somebody likes. If somebody tells me they enjoy a movie and I hate it. 
I'm just like, all right, yeah, sure, I can, sure, everyone likes different things. Mm-hmm. But there are several movies that I will defend with my life. And I, we've talked about some of them, like Spider-Man 3, mm-hmm. the Hobbit movies. I'll defend all of those. Uh, this one will have to be a new one on my list. Really enjoy Cowboys versus Aliens <laughs> with Harrison a, Ford and that's uh, a fun one. Daniel, what's it, Daniel? Uh, Craig. Craig, yeah. It's not a good movie by no, any means. No, it's not great, but it's it's fun to watch. It is fun, right? And that's my argument. It's like, just lighten up a little bit. Not everything needs to be Citizen Kane or mm-hmm. whatever, you know? But yeah, um, I don't know. So I've been, I can't decide how to add this on my letterbox diary. Do I give it four stars or do I give it four and a half? Like, I really enjoyed it. I don't know what to rate it. I don't know. It's It's not a five star movie. My reasoning, so for a movie to be rated five stars by me, I have to have it like so deep in my core that like I just love it so much. I I rate very few things five stars. Mm -hmm. And this one I can see in the future if like if I rewatch it and I love it again or even more, Mm -hmm. it's a possibility that it could be a five star movie. Okay. So like on that, do I give it four and a half or do I cave to like what else have i given a four and a half maybe it only deserves a four i don't know but either way like those are good ratings that's something you got to feel in your heart yeah i really you know what i feel bad about this i might give it a four just because i i want some room for improvement in the future you know the last thing i want to do is give it a four and a half and then rewatch it later and be like "Mm, actually that's just a four star movie I would much rather go, all right, it's a four-star movie, rewatch it and be like, damn, that's a five-star, you know? Yeah, I, that's, a, that's a fair point. I'm going to go ahead and log it. It's going to get four, four stars from me, which is honestly good. It's very good. That, that earns a high recommendation from Reese. All right. Not just everything gets four stars, you know? Everything can't. Otherwise, the four-star rating is meaningless. Exactly, exactly. But I think this one deserves it. And in the future, who knows? Maybe four and a half, maybe five. I hope so. We'll leave that, we'll leave that to the future to decide. I, yeah. did, you, uh, did you have to rent it to watch it? I did, yeah. I rented it on Amazon. It was like $4 or whatever. And also, like, you know, it's on my mom's Amazon, so <laughs> it doesn't hurt me much. Fair enough. You better watch it again, get your money's worth. I'm not going to do that. You, you but, better do it. But you're right. I could. I've got another, I don't know, probably 13 hours to get through it. Do they only let you have it for 24 hours? I think so. I think once you start the movie, you've only got 24 hours to watch it. That's dumb. Or maybe 48. Like most I places know. that I have I have never rented anything on Amazon except for the new Bill and Ted, mm, yeah. which is quite good. So I don't know. I, most places I've rented from give you 48 Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Uh, you don't I have to watch know. it again, but just sit Mikey down in front of the TV, have her watch it. She so she was busy today. She was uh like fixing up this old chest that is like a family heirloom of mine. It's been passed down from generation to generation and now we use it as a coffee table. And uh it is in bad shape. And so she was fixing that up today on the front porch. But she did catch the last race she watched like the last probably 30 minutes of the movie with me okay and when i started it she was like i can't believe you're watching this this movie looks awful that's what she said she's like this movie looks like trash 
Okay. And I was like, give it, a, give it a chance. Like, I was like, yeah, it doesn't look good. You know, it was like that first scene, basically. It just, like, doesn't look great. Anyway, and then by the end, you know, she watched, like, the last 30 minutes. She was like, okay, this is kind of fun. I was like, yeah, it is. I love this movie. Don't you ever talk shit about this movie again. <laughs> so, yeah, she might like the full thing. I don't know. Uh, The first time, not the first time, but I've watched it, I think, twice in the last year. And the first time in the last year that I watched it, Jersey walked in at about the halfway point, right about the time they're having the fist fight, uh, halfway through the off-road race. Oh, yeah. And she was like, this looks like garbage. This looks so yeah. stupid. <laughs> and the visual style is ugly. And I was like, no, it's good. It's good. It's very faithful to the anime. She's like, whatever. And she walked out and didn't finish the rest of the movie. And this time, she watched it from the beginning. And when we got to that point, she was like, oh, okay, I get it. It makes this sense. This is good. Yeah. Right, like, that's what I'm good. saying. Yeah, yeah. It's like it it it's very striking at first, mm-hmm. but then once you sit with it, it it works and it really sucks you in. And it's like, all right, this movie's baller, dude. Yeah, and I think it it kind of escalates in how I think you have to watch the beginning to kind of get the idea of the style, and I think it kind of gets it escalates and gets more and more anime uh, as it reaches the climax and by the Grand Prix, like when he, after he does his sick drift from stalling out and he is crossing the finish line and everything just goes away and it shifts to like him driving in like a scribbled car from his childhood. And then him, as he like drives over it he like the car is wiping and changing the background. And then as he crosses the finish line, it goes into that like checkered tube Oh yeah, that was that was really cool. I think it just really peaks there, and you gotta you have to see it from the beginning to appreciate how that looks. I think. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. I mean, you should always watch watch movies all the way through, mm-hmm. but yeah, you can't take any one or two scenes and be like, "This movie's bad." Yeah. You know, you need the context. You need that context. You need to get you need to get into the head of those characters and really understand where they're coming from, mm-hmm. what their deal is. You need to understand Man. their story arc. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Oh boy. Well, good pick this week. I honestly pretty blown away. I was, uh, I was excited to watch it, but then once I looked into it and saw all the bad reviews, is like, uh oh, is this gonna be a nightmare? Never trust and, reviews. Uh, yeah, I mean, I never do. I always, I actually usually don't check, but I wanted to see what my friends on Letterboxd said. That's fair. uh, And I was on, you know, I was hesitant because of that. But, you know, those guys are wrong. They're dumb. Except for Drew Drew with the five stars. Drew with the five stars and the beautifully sincere quote, that was right on. Absolutely. Good pick. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you for for, uh, introducing this wonderful film to me. I just, I feel like I'm just better off for it now, you know? I think it's the kind of movie everyone needs to see at least once. To, yeah. to know whether they think it's good or not. It was just a good story. You know, it was anti-corporation, which mm-hmm. I love. Got like, to rage against the machine. Yeah, absolutely. It was just, it was all about just following your dreams and doing your passions and, you know, sticking it to the man. And yeah. that's, that's the best kind of thing. It's like, you don't do what you love for profit. You do it because you love it. Yeah, racing's not about stocks. Racing's about putting the pedal to the metal. Yeah, it's about doing sick flips and... And just power sliding all over the place. Doing spins in the air to knock another car into the rock so it explodes. Physics be damned. 
those cars must have had all four of their wheels like could rotate all the way around because they were doing like full I, yeah. spins. I can't imagine any other situation. Like that's ex- explanation rather. That's the only way that they could have done those things. You know what's incredibly rad is when Snake Oiler, for the second time, oils up the icy roads and speeds stops and just drives off the cliff. That was great. Cuts him off. I was genuinely concerned when he jumped off the cliff. I was or like got you know spun off or whatever. I was like, oh no, this is the end of Speed Racer for this for this race. And then he was like, nah, let me just climb up this mountain. I got spike wheels. Might as well yeah. use them. Yeah, why not? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, that was great. Ah, uh, really good stuff. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to buy this one on Blu-ray. This is a this is a this buy. Is worthy of adding to my collection. Nice. And I'll put it right next to Cloud Atlas because that's the only Wachowski's movie that I currently own. Like well, you can start a whole Wachowski collection. Yeah, I'll work on it. I yeah, I'll have to get like the Matrix box set. I, I've only seen the first Matrix. You've only but... seen the first Matrix. Indeed, yeah. I've only truth. seen the whole trilogy one time, and I was like, "This is all right." I was told to watch it after I really enjoyed Inception okay. when it first came out. They're like, oh, you like Inception? You should watch The Matrix. And I was like, okay. And then everyone was like, don't watch the other Matrix. Just watch <laughs> the first one. I was like, all right, you got it. Same thing. Like, I've never seen Godfather three. I've only seen the first two. I've not seen any Godfathers. Eh, you're not missing much. But you know, Godfather one is good. Godfather two is great. Godfather three, I don't know. Apparently, it's awful. But I'll watch it eventually. Probably. I mean, maybe it's the Speed Racer of the Godfather's franchise. You know, it could be. Like honestly. Yeah, I've heard that Sofia Coppola is not great in it, but maybe everything else is fantastic. Damn, you're right. Knowledge. Ah, man. Perspective. Absolutely. Phew. Ah, all right. Well, um, do you have a, a personal question of the week? Um, you know, I didn't prepare one. Neither did I. That's I, okay. I asked you about your job earlier. That could have... Yeah, that's true. Put one, but then so I would have had to a... say that I don't have a job again. Yeah, hopefully we get a little bit deeper than that, you know? Let's see. Um, how did your how did your moves around the country affect you as a child? Oh, okay, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, grew up in Tennessee and then moved to middle of nowhere Pennsylvania until high school, and then went to school for a hot second North Carolina, and now live in Pittsburgh. I would say that a move the move from uh, suburban Tennessee to very rural Pennsylvania was probably the best thing that's ever happened to me in that it developed my appreciation for nature and the outdoors and it made me not want to live next to people ever again. Now that I live in a city again, I'm like, get me out of here. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to walk around my porch naked and not have to worry about anyone seeing <laughs> me. But yeah, that was a big thing. I think about that a lot. Um, I moved to Pennsylvania when I was 10 and I hated it for a little while, and then somewhere along the line, I was like, you know what? Being in the woods all day is the best thing, and if I ever have kids, that's what I hope for them as well. Mm-hmm. What about you? Let's see. My first move from California to Virginia was very good for me. Uh, I didn't have, I didn't have a lot of friends in California, but by the time I moved, I didn't really have any friends to speak of. Hmm. And it was uh, right after sixth grade, which is a famously great time in everyone's life. Yeah. 
when you're you're most secure in yourself and you're you're most <laughs> happy. Um, you've just started middle school, and it's the best time. Uh, so that was really good for me when I moved to Virginia. Uh, I eventually started doing sports there. I uh, I got to row some boats for two years. That's cool. That's joined the crew cool. team, nice. uh, which is a very white thing to say. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, but that was a lot of fun. Got in pretty good shape, and then made some of the best friends I've had in my lifetime. Uh, and then moving away from there was very difficult because I had made very good friends and a very uh, very happy life for myself as a and when was that when did you move to Nevada that was right after my sophomore year of high school ah that's rough that's a bad time to go yeah I'm sorry you had to do that that really sucks yeah that's all right it it, it turned out okay sure uh, moved to Reno and then used my newfound skills as a more confident person to Assimilate to the new school pretty quickly. Within the first well, couple good. months, I had uh, had a good group of friends. So, first move real easy, second move real difficult. And then some of those friends I met in high school, I actually moved down to LA with. Oh, nice. And then I met Jersey within two months of being in LA. So that was a, also a good move for me. Yeah, for sure. So it's been on the whole, it's been good experiences. On average. Yeah, Jersey's a catch. We love a good Jersey over here. You know, there should be more Jerseys. I'm in agreement with that. I'd sign that petition. <laughs> I haven't met Mikey, but there should. I, I feel like maybe there should be more Mikeys. Mm, one is plenty. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry yeah. I said that. Nah, I mean, we, we, yeah, it's good. We'll just leave it. The one Mikey is all I could handle, so we'll sure. just leave it at that. But, but yeah, I'm sure you'd like her. I mean, she and Jersey were pretty, pretty good friends, so, you know. Yeah, I'm sure you'd get along just fine. Um, but yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah, that really sucks. I I um, I didn't move. Like I moved in between fourth and fifth grade, so mm. like you know pre middle school, which is like good. So then I got fifth and sixth grade in the the elementary school in the town that I grew up in was like K through six. So I got like to get the the two end years of that, and then the high school was seventh and eighth grade connected with the high school that's how my high school a secondary school that's how it was in virginia too yeah so it so it was good i got the full experience my my brother was in the eighth grade when we moved so mm-hmm. that was fine too you know he got he got the full thing too but that's tough especially leaving for your last two years of high school that's that's tricky but at least at least you got the two years instead of just the senior year that's like the worst thing you know yeah you had to come in just for your last year. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, well, well, good stuff, man. This was this was a fun one. Um, real happy about this episode. Yeah, I'm glad you liked the movie. Yeah, yeah, that was a good pick. All right, I've got a I've got a pick for you. Are you ready for it? Let's hear it. All right, this week I want you to watch. Hold on one second. Let me let me make sure we got this all set up. I need the full, the full experience here. Okay, I'm waiting for it. Okay. All right. I want you to watch 2005's Grizzly Man. Grizzly Man? Yes. It's a documentary directed by Werner Herzog, who is just a wonderful, wonderful man. It's about this guy who spends several years 
several summers uh, living in the Alaskan wilderness videotaping, like, grizzly bears. And uh, he tries to befriend these grizzly bears. And it's it's uh, one of the most... It's just a it's just a good movie, and it's for free on Netflix. Oh dang, easy access! I'll send you the link to that, uh, or you could just you could find it real easy. But yeah, I watched it a few years ago, and it really blew me away. And I'm looking forward to rewatching it. It's a, just a. I feel like uh, have you have you seen any good documentaries recently? Not recently. Jersey was just before we started filming watching. Uh, documentary about some artists doing a backpacking trip from Yosemite to Mount Whitney. Huh, that sounds cool. Yeah. I like a good documentary, but th- this is one of my favorite documentaries, so I think it'll be a, a good experience for you. Okay, Grizzly Man by Werner Herzog. Yeah, Werner, I think, is how it's pronounced. So he's, uh, he's an interesting guy. He's very famous for, I mean, he's made some great uh, narrative films as well. I, I've seen a few of those. And I guess this is actually the only documentary of his I've seen. I'm sure there are some great ones out there. But uh, he's a very interesting person. If you ever watch any interviews with him, he's hilarious. Um, there's a – if you just want to find – if you want to laugh, look up the Werner Herzog talking about penguins, and it's the funniest thing you'll ever see. So maybe, right. we'll, we'll, talk, maybe we'll talk about that next week. Okay. Uh Next week, we're going to have to record either on Saturday or Monday, because Sunday is Jersey's birthday. (gasps) I didn't even realize. You should have remembered. Yeah, what the heck? I don't have that in my... Wow, okay, great. Write it down somewhere. Yeah, cool. Thanks for the heads up. I'll make sure to send a text or something. You are welcome. Uh, It's probably better for me to remind you than for you to have to remind me. Yeah, that's true. That would be real bad if I didn't do that. Yeah, it'd be rough. Oof, all right. Well, good stuff, man. Any uh, any closing closing words, guys? If you're avoiding watching Speed Racer because it's get it's got bad reviews, just watch just watch it. Fuck the man. Watch the movie. Yeah. Yep. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Grumpy Penguin for Brandon. Dashing Agent for Reese. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Y'all are fun. Bye. Bye.